You're listening to Eye on the Ball with Steve Rivera. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The following is a paid program, and the host is solely responsible for its content. Opinions expressed are those of the hosts and guests, and not necessarily those of KVOI or its sponsors. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Eye on the Ball. I'm Steve Rivera, and with... And I'm here with Jay Gonzalez, and you're listening to 1030 The Voice. You're almost here a month, and, and what did I almost say? You know what, Steve? This is my four-week anniversary, is it okay? Already? I can't believe you're, 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 you're Who are you? forgetting about me. <laughs> Who are you? You know, as, like Wilner said, I'll, if you guys are on in another month, I'll come back on the show. <laughs> well, in fact, Holy let me tell cow. you something. The number, since you've arrived, <clears throat> the numbers have peaked or, or at least gone the good way of trending. So, uh, Welcome. Hope you're, you. hope you're feeling comfortable. Um, I, f- I feel good. I've been having a, I've been having a lot of fun. I've been getting a lot of good reaction from, you know, friends and family out in the yeah. out, out in the community. So, I think we're doing some good stuff here. And you know, we've had some great guests, and uh, I've I've had a blast. And I continue to have a blast. In addition to that, I've heard some good things from the U of A. They're enjoying our guests because a lot of them involve the U of A. Right, right. And you know, it's you know we're we're focused on local. And, yeah. And you know, there was some buzz in the, you know, on Twitter. And Facebook among the local media members talking about, you know, because the other the other shows tend to talk a lot more about national yeah. sports and yeah. stuff like that. And that's more powerful. And that's fine. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're trying to keep it local with yeah. guests who have connections to Tucson and who who, who want to talk about. You know some of our history, some of the things that are going yeah. on right now. Guys like Nick Gonzalez, uh, you know Nick Johnson, who was here. But then we had guys, we've had guys like Steve Kern, Terry Francona, and Italy on talking about the history of of uh, of what's going on. You know, and then you know Yogi Roth. You know, he came and talked mm-hmm. about, and John Wilner talking about what's going on right now. So um, it's, I think, you know, that's kind of the niche that that I think we want to stick with because that's what we know. Right. You right, know, right. we we've been here for a hundred years between the two of us, and and I think that it's. Oh uh, God. I shaved today, too. <laughs> hey, don't forget Nogales. We had the king of Nogales. Exactly, exactly. So I think that, um, you know, if people want to talk about what's going on in Tucson, some of its history, and some of the things that are going on that, that connect us, that's what we're doing. Yeah, we're trying to do, yeah. Um, today we're going to have a U of A grad, a very good golfer. Ted Purdy. Um, you know, I'm anxious to talk to him. I, I wish he was going to be here so he could give me some chipping <laughs> tips because <laughs> my chipping is awful. But, uh, you know, I've, I've checked out every video and um, I, I still can't chip. So, but, uh, you know, I do have some, some interesting questions for him about both about his career and just about, you know, golf in general. Yeah, he's doing some uh, good stuff on the nonprofit area as well. Right. So we'll talk about that. Right, right. A lot of things going on, even though it's what almost the doldrums of summer. This is one of the things when you reach the summer, I did last year where what are you going to talk about for back then it's two hours like what, but there's plenty the nba well, there, might be coming there's back there's plenty of stuff going on the nba uh the 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 board of governors appears ready to to approve the the plan that uh that the commissioner adam silvers put out and it's they're saying they're going to get 22 teams all in one place play a handful of regular season games to finalize some playoff spots and then hold all the playoffs in orlando you know um let's do it I'm yeah. ready. Right, you know, right, let's right. do it. Let, let's You've get, been ready let's for get like two months. Going. Let's get something going. You know, I gotta, I gotta have. You know, again, I've, my wife's gonna hate hate me when I say this, but I, I gotta have something to gamble on. Do you Whether have, it's just you know betting somebody, 
you know, for a beer or a sandwich or whatever. Or whether Arizona's going to finish last in the south of it. Or whether, you know, my wife told me today, she says, you can't fight John Wilner and Anthony Gimino, right. but, um, you know, I, I make no promises. Right, right. Even to the wife. Yeah. Even to the wife. No, it's fun. Uh, do you have NBA TV? NBA? Well, sort of. My son has a... Has a um, a subscription to it, so I can, you know, I I, can I, gra- I gravy train off you of him. Find a way. You know, uh, we share we share a major league baseball package, so we both we split that one. But he and some buddies buy the NBA package, and I think you can have two people at a time watching it. So right, right. you know, if, if usually somebody's busy, but if I want to, you know, watch something, or I can actually get it on the radio on a, on a phone. Say I'm in the car, oh, you're so I'll, I'll listen to stuff. Okay, you know? it okay. just it just depends. Um, you know, again, I belong to a sick group of people that we kind of have something going pretty much every day. So we need we haven't had anything going for a long time. So we're ready for the NBA, for the PGA Tour, MLB. anything to get started. You know, Major League Baseball. You're wearing whatever. your Dodgers hat today. In fact, I, there was a good story today. Do you see that price? Price is yeah, David Price. He's paying he out of his pocket. He's paying a bunch of minor leaguers their money. You know, he, he's you know again. You know, when you got a guy who's who's been there, you know, yeah, they understand but, and they see. So that was very cool. It was very cool to see. And he's not he's not even played a game for the Dodgers yet, but he's he's supporting the players in the organization. I thought that was real cool. I'm also wearing my Wildcats own Omaha shirt today because I'm kind of mourning the fact that there's no College World Series, either the Women's College World Series or or the men's. Uh, all those things. I think the Women's College Series w- would have got would have started yesterday, and the men's would have been starting like maybe next week sometime. So I'm a little bummed by that. So I'm I'm kind of in mourning with the with the uh, Wildcats own Omaha shirt right, today. Right. We started this mess mid. You were in Vegas March 13th. ish What time? You were in Vegas. Oh, no, I wasn't. I, I, I was I was here trying to get ready for the Sugar Skull season, okay. so I I skipped that. Uh, that's a gig that I'm normally a part of. Um, I would have been there. I, I had been there the previous seven uh, tournaments in Vegas. This was the first one I hadn't attended because we were getting ready to start the season. But uh, ten yeah, weeks. God, it's been. It seems like weeks. forever. Right. Ten weeks, and uh, we've made some progress, which is good. Well, yeah, you know, and that's you know, and that's some of the stuff. Again, w- w- things keep happening that keep getting us closer. Uh, the U of A announced today right, right, that right. they're that they're going to be phasing in uh, athletes on campus starting June fifteenth. I think the first group of athletes is going to be some football players, maybe twenty twenty five football players who can come to campus and start working mm-hmm. out. And you know, like like John Wilner was saying, you know, as these things happen. We'll start to get more information. Mm-hmm. We'll get these players on campus, and we'll see how things work. How's the social distancing working? You know, mm-hmm. what are they doing as far as masks? Where are they going when they're not on campus? And are they putting themselves in 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 you know in a position where in they can way. right where they can come back and cause some issues on campus? Well, it's wondering. I'm wondering uh, now that you say that that uh, are they going to be policed? And, and I use that word policed in a loose term. Are they going to be followed or are they going to be monitored? Where are they going to be going? Yeah, blah blah blah. I, you know, I, I don't know what the what the process is because the the U of A didn't really say. They said they'll put more information out in terms of how they're doing this. 
this as as it goes on but they're in you know they they've got a couple of task forces on campus one a campus wide reentry task force and then right. one specific to the athletic department so they've got processes right. that they've already developed or are developing and they'll be ready to go when these guys get here on the 15th so you know there's there's some uh you know, there's some buzz. I mean, things are starting, you know, continue to right. happen. Every day, it seems like we take another couple of steps toward, uh, you know, at least having, a, I'm not going to say normalcy, but at least having games right. starting on time in the fall. And you talked about 20 to 25. That's about 25% of the team. Right, right. I, You know, what the team is 85, 90, 95 players. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but they said it's a phase in. So mm-hmm. they're going to get a group in and let them work out and see how that works. And then they'll... You know, get another group and then kind of build up and 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 do it in in uh, in stages so that they can get information as each group comes in and figure out what to do. Right, right. Let's take a quick break here and get a hold of Mr. Purdy. You're listening to Eye on the Ball here on Ten Thirty The Voice. I'm here with Jay Gonzalez, and we'll be right back. Time to update those old kitchen cabinets? Call the Window Depot today. The Window Depot is not only the number one warehouse for windows and doors. We now have a great selection of kitchen and bath cabinets at Tucson's best prices. The Window Depot is Tucson's top spot for granite and quartz countertops to finish the new kitchen or the replacement of that old worn out Formica. So call us today at 290-8545 or 622-6430. The Window Depot, windows, doors, granite, and new kitchens. May is National Wildfire Preparedness Month, so the American Red Cross is sharing safety tips to help protect your family in case of a wildfire. Clear debris, like leaves and branches from around your home. Store flammable materials, such as firewood and propane, at least 30 feet away from your home. Develop an emergency plan and review it with your family. And create an emergency kit filled with essentials in case of emergency. Check frequently with local radio and TV stations for wildfire news and emergency notifications. And for more info on wildfire safety, go to redcross.org. Tipping Point with Zach Cancer. Weekday mornings from 9 to 10. Tucson, join us on Monday as we kick off the week on the show like we usually do. Talking Tucson, making sense of the weekend that was and the week ahead. We'll take your calls, your questions, your thoughts. We'll talk about all the news, politics, COVID-19 items, and everything else that matters to you. You don't want to miss it. Tune in, 1030 The Voice at 9. See you there. 1030 The Voice. In times of crisis, information is vital. Congressman David Schweiker. Good morning. Acting Secretary of Homeland Security, Chad Wolf. Good morning, Chris. Good, good to be with you this morning. Deputy Secretary of Health and Human Services, Eric Hargan. Eric, what's up, buddy? We're working hard as many people are. CDC Director Robert Redfield. Good morning. Thanks for having me. U.S. Senator Martha McSally. Great job landing that interview yesterday with the CDC Director. Trusted local news and talk about coronavirus. 1030 The Voice. Hey, welcome back to Wine the Ball here on 1030 The Voice. I'm Steve Rivera alongside Jay Gonzalez. And now on the phone, we have two-time All-American golfer Ted Purdy. Ted, how are you? We may have lost him. I know that uh, Tom is raising his arms thinking that we don't have him. Maybe we lost him on the phone. We'll get to him in a second. He's kind of calling back. So um, you you, you uh, saw some golf over the weekend and had some interesting thoughts. Yeah, you know, watching the... Um the Phil Mickelson Tiger Woods match with uh, with Peyton Manning and uh, and uh, Tom Brady. I forget that guy's name. Time, Tom Brady. Um, <laughs> I looked at him up with the biggest. How come I can't be that good looking? Damn you know, it. but I, I think uh, you know a lot of people's reaction. My reaction was was watching Tiger Woods and just how 
kind of smooth and comfortable he appeared to be and he and confident. Right, right, right. You know, he was hitting shots that he meant to hit. He wasn't spraying it all over the place and um I thought it was interesting that uh, he looks like he's ready to go. I, I, I would, I think people are expecting some big, th- big things from him uh, this this year. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But I, look, I, I'm I'm one of those guys. I just love watching him play. Right, I always have. Right, right. I I, have. I I like to see when they get in trouble and how easy it is for them to get out of trouble. Well, again, the, you know the the shots that they hit, and you know we I, you know when I play, we joke around, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to try the Tiger Woods shot here, you know, and hit the impossible shot between two trees right, to right. a sliver of green that <laughs> I could probably hit that shot a hundred times and not not get it right one right, time. Right. But um, you know the the things that they can do with with a golf club is just is is incredible. But it's because they spend so much time. That, with it. And that's exactly it. You know, you're I'm, making millions for a reason. Yeah, I mean, I I remember I I you know covering the um, the golf tournament. This was you know again hundred years ago, but just watching Craig Stadler uh, on the 18th hole at, at Randolph North, and his ball is up against a tree, and I'm like, what are you going to do here? And he takes out a club and he hits this slicing shot and lands it on the green. And I'm like, I would have just taken a putter and knocked it away from the tree <laughs> and hit my next shot. So right, it's, right. it's interesting to watch these guys play. I think we're good to go. Ted Purdy, how are you? I'm doing great. Great to have you on the show. This is uh, this is my honor. Thanks for inviting me on. Well, you're doing some great work with some nonprofits. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about your career at U of A and your life as a golf pro. I'm here with Jake Gonzalez. Hi, Ted. I, it's good to good to talk to you. I'm looking forward to talking to you. I was telling Steve, I wish you were here because I need some chipping tips. I'm, I'm really, that's the worst part of my game, and it has been for 40 years, so <laughs> I need help. Yeah, well, uh, that's what separates the PGA Tour player from the uh, average guy. Well, you know what? Uh, Even if I was good at chipping, I still wouldn't be on the PGA Tour. <laughs> but anyways, so, so uh, Ted, tell us a little bit about uh, you're, you're doing some work with the food bank and, and starting a food drive here uh, tomorrow. Tell us, tell us what, what's going on and what you've been doing and how, how you got involved in this. Yeah, so it's really uh, a great story. Uh, the Midwest Food Bank. Arizona came to town. Um, a friend of my dad's, a guy named Eric Sheldahl, uh, decided to bring it from Bloomington into Arizona. And my dad, three years ago, and my dad uh, joined efforts with him and is on his board and helped him get it started. And and then as my careers kind of slowed down, and I, I tell everybody I'm one of the old guys now on the PGA Tour and at 46 and i can't wait to turn 50 to be a young skinny guy on the camping <laughs> tour <laughs> but um uh in december it's a funny story I, I was actually looking at purchasing a golf course called Coldwater, and i went to eric sheldahl to raise funds and and i went to my dad and i said hey guys do you guys want to buy a, a a golf course with me and they said you know what, we'd love to, but we want you to go to work for us at the food bank. And um, I guess it was God's calling to send me to the food bank. They said, well, if we're going to lose money on a golf course, we might as well hire you to run our food bank. And um, <laughs> and that was in December. And I, it was funny, I, I got into a term, I got into the uh, tournament in Bermuda. I made the cut which reshuffled me. So it was looking like I'd, I'd have a pretty good summer schedule on the PGA Tour this year. 
and then the coronavirus hit, and I couldn't be more in the action and in the center of things, uh, working a food bank in, in this time of need. It's uh, it's just something that's, you know, well, I was just put here, last put here year, at the right time. Last year, the organization raised $19 million uh, to help out the efforts. Uh, that's incredible. You've joined a great uh, organization. What are the projections this year, given the circumstances that we're in now? Um, well, in the first three months of the year, uh, we gave we gave away $19 million worth of food last year. In the first three months, first quarter of the year this year, we, we think we gave anywhere from 8 to $10 million away just in the first three months. They found the right and, guy, apparently. <laughs> yeah, well, and then the circumstance, and then the coronavirus hit, and um, we, you know, had to get more food. We had to procure, procure more food, and we had to um, really go to the, to the community, and the community's been really great supporting us uh, with funds and food donations, and um, we had our biggest April ever and uh may is probably double what we did in april so um we could we could give double you know 30 million dollars worth of food out this year we could double what we did last year wow that's crazy uh, that's that's in, that's incredible and you know i mean yeah. especially at this time i mean there's so many people that are are in need but I, I also think that you know there's probably a lot you know fewer people that have the means to to help you guys so you're starting a you're starting a food drive here uh tomorrow at a at a number of locations. Um, yeah, tell yeah. us how how you how people can participate. Yeah, so the Midwest Food Bank Arizona. So uh, the Midwest Food Bank has nine locations around the country. Um, we're the Arizona division. We have um, a Tucson division. We service all of Arizona. Um, but we, in this time of need, we're actually running out of food. We're, we are making food boxes. And we are running out of food. And uh, so we're having to go to the community. Um, we are at, uh, putting food boxes at uh, 22 uh, Breakmasters and Merrill Automotive locations around the city of Tucson. So if you go to your local Breakmasters or Merrill Automotive, uh, we'll have boxes there starting tomorrow. And... Um, we're going to do this radio and radio campaign uh, for the next uh, for the next seven days. So uh, we're trying to get everybody in Tucson, and the food's going to stay in Tucson. We're going to build the boxes for the community of Tucson. We service uh, the pantries and the churches and the uh, the local agencies in Tucson. They're going to get these food boxes that from the food that we raise in Tucson. And, and also the uh, uh, what our manufacturers supply for us all year. So, but, Tucson, uh, so Tucson, given that you played at U of A for uh, for your time here, the Tucson must still be near and dear to you, and the success of this program helps. Oh, for sure. Um, I you know I love Tucson. Um, I just love Tucson, and I loved my time at the U of A. Um, I'm in the Sports Hall of Fame there. I go down to as many football games and basketball games as I can, obviously, and um, it's just a great, great community, great town, great people. Uh, once a wildcat, always a wildcat, and uh, it just it's an honor to 
to be able to serve uh, those in need in Tucson. So where you know we'd love to you know post some of this on our on our social media. So where where can people go for information, addresses, and whatnot about you know what's going on with you know with the food drive and the food bank? You know where where can we direct them to? It's arizona.midwestfoodbank.org. Okay. So arizona.midwestfoodbank.org. And it doesn't necessarily have to be food, right? Money or whatever? Yeah, if you want to donate, uh, there's a donate tab on, in our website. Um, we're doing the food drive because it, we're having trouble procuring food. We, we've been getting donations, but it's really hard right now to buy food. Um, and obviously, we've all been to the grocery stores where, um, you know, it kind of feels like we're we're running out of things. So it's, uh, you know, money's great, food's great, support's great. Um, we can always use volunteers. So we've got a volunteer um, tab on our website as well. Um, yeah, any way you can help those in need, uh, it's a it's a great organization. It's a pure organization, the Midwest Food Bank. And if we can uh, get the support of Tucson, it'd be great. Well, again, there you know, there's a a lot of this type of a lot of this type of thing going on where you know people are re- realizing that they've got to, you know, everybody's got to help out. And uh, I, I think that uh, the community here in Tucson, and I can I can say this from you know personal knowledge of, of some stuff that I'm working on, on the side that you know a lot of people have stepped up here in town to help others and and it's and it's been hard because it you know it's you know it's hard for you to be able to do things when you're more or less quarantined to your home and stuff like that so it's uh this is a this sounds like a really great thing that that you're doing here and gives people one more chance to get out and you know you know just lend a hand people need people need to be you know people need some help out there yeah and um i also want to bring up that it's uh, our governor has given all the food banks uh, the access to the Arizona National Guard. Um, we've got guard bases in Tucson that have been helping us um, bring the food in, prepare the food, get it in boxes. And then the guard has been amazing um, by taking their tractors and their um, trailers and going and picking up food for us. Uh, we've gotten 30 Ted. loads. Ted, real quick, let me interrupt. We're going to take a break, come back and talk more about this on the other side. Thanks a bunch. For nearly seven decades, Hughes Federal Credit Union has been there for its members through good times and bad. We know that by working together, we can achieve great things like addressing your financial needs during these times and beyond. Bank locally with Hughes, selected by Forbes as one of the best in-state credit unions for two years in a row. We've got you today tomorrow and for decades to come. Visit HughesFCU.org, insured by NCUA. Hey, welcome back to Why in the Ball here on 1030 The Voice. I'm Steve Rivera alongside Jay Gonzalez. And on the phone, we have two-time U of A All-American golfer Ted Purdy. So, Ted, let's kind of kind of go back and maybe re- reminisce about your time at U of A and your, your pro career. Uh, what, what were your kind of biggest highlights at U of A? We're talking almost 30 years ago, right? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, sorry. That, sorry. Yeah, I gra- graduated in 96. So. All right, 24 uh, years. 24 years. 24 years. But, uh, well, I mean, the highlight was uh, the Ping Intercollegiate 
when it was at the Raven, now Arizona National. Um, you know, we were one of the top five teams in the country. Stamper was the top five team in the country. And uh, I beat this guy named Tiger Woods um, by six shots at the Ping Intercollegiate uh, there in Tucson. So that was one of the highlights. Uh, I finished runner-up at the NC2A Championship in, I think it was 95 or 96. And Tiger finished um, third. So I beat... um, So you smoked him twice. Well, yeah, he got me every other time. So. <laughs> it's all right, man. There aren't a lot of people out there who can say they beat him twice. Well, let, let me ask you, Ted, because I, I mean, I mean, I'm guessing you know I'll, I'll make the assumption that uh, the PGA Tour victory you had uh, at the Byron Nelson's probably you know your your best golf day. But what's your what's your next best golf day? And I'm talking about a day that you were actually you know on the golf course and you know doing whatever you were doing. But what you know what's a, what's a great golf day for somebody like Ted Purdy who's you know been on the PGA Tour and done all the things that you did in the NCAA? Well, I mean, so golf is like, you know, a rhythm. And when you have a, an amazing rhythm, with, and it's the same rhythm, the same rhythm with your driver swing as you have with your seven iron swing as you have with your, your putter, if you have the same cadence the whole day, um, you walk off the course and you just, it's just magic. Um, so I kind of strive every time I see out, I say, you know, I'm just going to have this nice rhythm the whole day. And if I can maintain that, um, it's just an amazing feeling, amazing day. How often does that happen? Uh, never. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. I set you up. I knew, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> so, no, but yeah, I mean, that you strive for it, but you, it's really hard to do. Um, my, you know, obviously, I, I won the Byron Nelson in, in Tucson. Tiger was in that field as well. Um, but I, I finished the uh, the Byron Nelson. The last day, I shot 65. I hit every green in regulation, and I got didn't make a bogey. I got done, and I I got to spend about an hour before everybody finished with Byron. And he looked at the scorecard and he goes, you know, Ted, you never, you didn't make a bogey all day. Because I don't think I ever did that. I said, I'm, I looked at him and Byron, you won 11 in a row. I'm sure you did a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe his, his but, memory might have been fading by that time. Yeah, he was, yeah, it was. <laughs> but but uh, what an amazing uh, experience. That, that, that's the highlight of my golf career. Sure. And, yeah. So it, it's it's got to be so. Uh, let, let me ask you this, because you you know you were out there and you won one tournament, uh, you know, on the, on the tour. How hard is it to win a tournament? I mean, there's some guys that do it all the time, but most of the guys don't do it all the time. I mean, just how hard is it to win? Well, I think you know, um, the guy like Tiger wins a lot, he, and they're guys that just Justin Thomas is winning a lot right now. But it's really hard to win, um, but it's really not. It's what you. What happens is you just put so much pressure on yourself to, to be perfect, and it turns out it, that you just you really have to be overly conservative and um, and patient. So Tiger, 
everybody thinks Tiger's this amazingly aggressive golfer, and but he is probably the most conservative golfer that's ever played the game. Um, you watch him, you know, he hits it in the trees a lot. Even when he won the Masters last year, um, for example, on, on number 10, he's, you know, he's a couple back from the leaders, and he hits it in the trees on 10 on Sunday. And he didn't try to hit some miraculous shot. He just chipped out, got hit it in the fairway, then hit it on the green, and he missed his putt and made a bogey. And he went to the next hole. And then the guys in front of him just started falling apart, making double on 12 and bogeying holes coming in, and Tiger ends up winning the golf tournament. Well, he just didn't make those big mistakes. He just played really conservatively and hit it in the middle of the greens and, and uh, you know, made birdie when the golf course let him make birdie. And um, so, you know, I, I'm i 46, so it's a lot, I'm a lot smarter now, but I wish I had this brain when I was 25. <laughs> exactly. We all do. Exactly. We all do. <laughs> Well, as you look back at your career, what a career, uh, a few million you've made, you've earned, and you're still doing it. Uh, how, how do you reflect on your career? Well, yeah, you know, I, I obviously think I kind of underachieved, but, um, but yeah, I mean, there are not too many guys that, you know, have made a million bucks on a golf course hitting a white ball, and um, and I've been able to provide for my family very well and I, I can work at a food bank now because I'm not worried about money and uh, so um, yeah it's just uh, it's been an amazing being a professional golfer is pre- you know I can't think of a better career at least uh, for me and um, I'm just yeah blessed I just can't believe what happened well that, you and know. I still get to go I still get to go play so it's, it's fun well I was gonna ask you that so do you do you watch golf you know when you're not playing on a weekend do you watch what's going on on the tour are you playing most of the time or you know what what kind of a spectator are you or are or are you a spectator yet oh yeah so that's the thing about golfers like the professional football player the professional base basketball player baseball player on their off days they go play golf and <laughs> the hockey the hockey players they all go play golf what's the golfer do on his day off he goes <laughs> i mean we're golfers are just i'm we're just junkies and uh i love watching golf I love following golf i love seeing like how justin thomas doing this and you know and man does he make everybody look at and you know so yeah it's, it's fun uh it's fun it's just a fun sport it's fun to follow um they're not too many sports that have their own you know channel we have a we have the golf channel so yeah we're just a bunch of junkies and um we love watching the watching following the game you're uh, 46 like you said a couple of times four years to the 50 the, the pga championship area so i kind of i assume you're probably looking forward to that oh heck yeah i mean playing uh playing on the champions tour hopefully it's still around when i turn 50 i'm sure it will be because tiger will be close to turn 50 <laughs> well yeah well, well Mick mickelson on sun, on saturday during that event that over the weekend he t- he said he's like three or four weeks away from being 50 yeah I mean, that's crazy gonna, i hope 
and I hope he plays the senior tour. I mean, he's good. He still wins on the PGA Tour, so um, I'm sure he'll dominate on the senior tour, but uh, or the Champions Tour. But yeah, we're you know they the legends. Our generation's getting old. <laughs> so, I can't believe you guys are then, getting old and, because that tells me I'm really old. Yeah, and the, the and these young kids are just great. I mean, and they're 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 growing the game like like gangbusters. Is yeah. It- it's fine. I just kind of want to go back to U of A before, before uh, uh, Jay asks you a question just about golf. Uh, when you were here in the mid-90s, uh, I would venture to guess that that's some of the best all-time U of A memories for basketball. Football, Dick Tomey was doing really well. Uh, Lute had his teams rolling at the Final Four and then eventually the national title. You guys rolling on golf. Did you kind of look back and see that was kind of like the, the heyday of the U of A athletic department? I... Um Absolutely, uh, Jim Livingen. He he ran a great he ran, ran a great show, and uh, uh, he always hired great coaches. And um, just uh, you know, and we're well, the U of A is a family. I, I we're still a family, and I I think we'll we'll be back. Uh, our football program is going to come back, and basketball is obviously. I think we're going to come back, and um, I'm just very optimistic that. Our Wildcats are gonna are uh, gonna get over this hump and uh, be a force to be reckoned with. Well, Ted, there, there's a there's a couple of guys that I need some help with. Okay, so I've challenged two guys, uh, Anthony Jamino <laughs> and John Wilner. Uh, I don't know if you know who they are. They're both uh, writers. Uh, both have been writers in Tucson. John's in the Bay Area now, and they both picked Arizona to finish last in the Pac-12 South this year. So I've I've said I was going to fight both of them. I can probably use somebody, maybe somebody a little younger than me, to come out and give me a hand. So if I if I need a hand with these guys, can I just you know give you a call and we'll meet them in the parking lot and take them? What do you think? Let's do it. All right, man. I'm in. And you know we what? We got to defend it. Even if we're not worth defending, we got to defend. Them. Exactly. And you know what? Bring a two iron, okay? We may need it. <laughs> That's right. Well, let, let me ask you something because Jay's talked about this a couple of times. He watched the uh, the weekend golf with Tiger and, and the guys and, and Mickelson and the and the, some guy named Brady and and Peyton. So he he was talking about the intricacy. In, in, tell me the sure. Intric- well, just you know, the, you know, they they had everybody mic'd up, so it was interesting to me to see how Tiger and Phil work the golf course you know seeing how the grain on the green was laying and that that would help them know how fast or slow the ball was going to roll they were playing in the rain so they had a lot of other issues i was fascinated by everything that goes into every single shot i mean how did you get that knowledge and where did it come from yeah so that's that's honestly what separates those guys and uh the the top you know perennial PGA Tour player. You know, my, I got my card in 1999, and I'm still playing. So, I mean, um, when you go into a golf tournament, it's we're looking at the weather report the night before. We're looking at the weather report, you know, 10 minutes before we tee off. Uh, we know which direction the wind's prevailing from. We know, literally, we know the barometric pressure, like, and the temperature and how far our ball goes when um, at certain altitudes. And we know that uh, the grass and the, um, and we have great caddies that, that now have these amazing uh, yardage books that have been 
uh, mapped out with GPS. So we literally know every break from a uh, from a satellite, um, and we we know the satellite um, has given us the the map of the green, and we know exactly how far a putt breaks from ten feet at a certain speed of the green. So. Um, yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. It's just it's just part of being an expert at what we do. Um, just like it, the astronauts that are going to take off this weekend, they they just know every part of their job to the nth degree, and that's you know why they didn't fly this week because they knew that potentially that wind was going to hurt their trajectory. Right. Um, and it's the same thing with hitting the golf ball. Fascinating stuff. I, I I love that part of that. I didn't even really care who was winning, but I was having fun listening to those guys, listening to, you know, Phil Mickelson read a green for Brady, and you know, he makes his eagle, and Phil knew exactly what was going to happen on that putt, and he knocked it in, and it was great to see. Yeah, I mean, they we just know every – and Phil's, Phil's really technical. He loves learning all that stuff. Him and uh, his coach out of Palm Springs uh, – the names but anyway they study literally they study those greens he goes to a major championship a month ahead of time and he just maps every part of the green and he knows every part of the chip and he yeah phil i mean phil's good for a reason that's because he he really works at it um and so does tiger obviously but those are two of the most special what was amazing to me i'm in the nonprofit world those four guys were able to raise twenty million bucks in an afternoon. Unbelievable! So that, that's pretty incredible. That was incredible. Well, Ted, we hope you do well with your nonprofit, and uh, we'll post whatever we can for the food bank. Oh, we're so grateful, and we love Tucson, and we're we're here to help Tucson people that need help with food. And uh... okay, well, pre- appreciate it, Ted. Good luck to you. Thanks a bunch, Ted. Appreciate we'll, it. We'll get back to you. Good luck. We'll hear back maybe even down the road. Appreciate it. That's, Thanks, Dave. Yes. Thanks, Dave. Great, great, yeah, great. Thanks. Let's come back here for the final few minutes on 1030 The Voice. These days, most families are concerned with having the right insurance coverage. Protecting your family, home, auto, and other valuable possessions can be challenging and sometimes expensive. Crest Insurance gives you flexible options and solutions while saving you money. Insurance is not one size fits all, and at Crest, we find the coverage that's best for you and your family. Visit us online at www.crestins.com or call us toll-free at 888-881-5765. McLaughlin Group, the iconic public affairs show, is now on the radio. This American original is now hosted by John McLaughlin prodigy Tom Rogan and features the sharpest minds, best sources, and hardest talk from McLaughlin Group legends Eleanor Clift, Pat Buchanan, Clarence Page, and a new generation of panelists filling out the group. The McLaughlin Group brings you political discussion that is smart, sensible, and intelligent. Don't miss the McLaughlin Group this weekend. Sunday mornings at 7 on 1030 The Voice. Trusted local news and talk. It's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance. Say hi, guys. When I adopted them, I discovered that they both have incredible personalities. Chance's sole purpose in life is to love and to be loved. Frankie is a little bit of a scoundrel and always entertaining. They're a little bit of a lot of things, but they're all pure love. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. 
Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. Hey, welcome back to Eye on the Ball here on 1030 The Voice. I'm Steve Rivera alongside Jay Gonzalez. That was a lot of fun. That was fun. I, Again, you know, when you when you hear, uh, you know, Ted Purdy, who's you know, he's had some success on the tour, uh, he hasn't been, you know, at the level of a, of a Mickelson or Tiger Woods, well, who is, but, <laughs> right. but, you know, he's had some success. And, and you know, to hear him, you know, they t- talking about, you know, checking the barometric pressure and, and, you know, weather reports, you know, 10 minutes before they tee off and all the things that they got to pay attention to. You know what? I take about five seconds to read a putt and I hit it. Right, and, right. and, but, you know, um, but that's, you know, it's, again, they you know they they do that because it's their job and uh, you know their their livelihood depends on it and they're good at it and it's it's a fascinating to hear all the things that they go through let me change gears real quick I just saw that uh, Saguaro's Alyssa Brown and South Point's Bijan Robinson were named the top female and male athletes in Arizona by Max Preps. That's that's awesome. Yeah, you know, Alyssa Brown from, you know, my uh, You're my alma mater, Saguaro High Saguaro High School. I'm a cougar. Mm-hmm. So that that was great. And you know, I'm 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 kicking myself because I never got the chance to go see Bijan Robinson play. Um and you know I, I know his uh his uncle Cleo pretty well, but um I just never got a chance to see him play and I kept wanting to and then just never got around to it. But I will say that um, uh, one of our interns at the Sugar Skulls was a quarterback at uh, at CDO, and um, I so and he he graduated year before last, so he saw Robinson his junior year, and I you know I asked him, I said, you know, when he was going to Texas, I said. Is he that does, good? does he have the goods? Is he is he the guy? And he just gave me one big nod. Yeah, and basically said he's right. got it. He, he's the guy. Where I wanted to go with that because you've been here, you're a native guy. Who was the best local player you saw? Football player. Football, football player. Best local football player that I ever saw. Um, it's a toss up, I think, between. A kid named Fred Sims out of Sunnyside High School was, who went to Oklahoma, right? And he kind of flamed out there, but he was a beast. And uh, I was actually covering high school football for the newspaper at was the that time. Eighty, like what nineteen something? It would have been eighty four, eighty five time frame. Was didn't he go to the same school? He, that, he, uh, well, some, he, some, some, he and David Adams were, were that's teammates. What, that's where I was going with it. So Fred Sims went to the went to Oklahoma, ended up getting beat out by Marcus Dupree, who I think maybe mm-hmm. people have oh, heard yeah. of. Yeah. And uh, but he was he was unbelievable, and and that Sunnyside team, which is, Sunnyside had historically been a not a very good program, and then those guys came along and all of a sudden they were in the state semifinals but uh, I got to see him play a, a bunch and he was who's, unbelievable who's the other guy Rodney Pete oh yeah 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 Rodney that, Pete, that guy yeah that guy um, again, and I saw Rodney Pete as a 12-year-old playing Little League, and he was a man amongst boys even back then. So, um, right, you know, Rodney Pete, was, now he didn't play his senior year in Tucson. His dad had moved to uh, Kansas. He was at Kansas or Kansas State. Uh, One of those. He was in Kansas City. I, I, I don't, oh, he's got, his dad had gone to coach with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. So I think Rodney spent his senior year playing at a, at a high school in Kansas City, but you knew he was going to be something. Mm, and he so turned out to be something. He turned out to be something, yeah, you know. Yeah. And the guy might have been as good a baseball player as he was a football player. So, right. uh, again, um, so I think those two guys uh, stick out. But there have been a lot of, you know, a lot of great players out of, you know, out of Tucson. You know? Yeah, I you haven't. Know? So I've only been here th- for 30 years. Yeah. So I didn't cover high school. So my real quick is uh, Kadeem Carey. Madi- uh, Kadeem Carey. And M- Michael Bates. My, well, Michael Bates, I'm not going to call him a great football player. At least he wasn't at Arizona. Yeah. Now, he was a really good high football school. player in high school. That's that's where I'm going. But um, 
I, maybe I'm just I'm just sour about Michael Bates because I had to follow him around for a whole year during the <laughs> recruiting thing, and it, I didn't like doing that. But but you know Michael ended up being an Olympic athlete. Mm-hmm. He ended up having a good career in the NFL as as a returner. But um, it, things didn't go well for him at Arizona, and uh, that's kind of how I measured things around here. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Um, but you know uh, again, but Mike, he had a nice know, NFL career. He had a nice NFL what? career. So Mike, you know Michael stands out. I think you know you got throw in David Adams. You know, David Adams didn't have much of a pro career, but he was an all-pack 12 or all-pack 10 running back here. So, you know. And if you um, ask David, he was fantastic. David thinks he's the best, but, you know, <laughs> he, he, I don't know what to say. He's, he's just short. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love David Adams. Yeah. Uh, he's been on the show a number of times, and I, I can't stop laughing when he's on the show. But um, it's, you know, there they, again, there have been some good players that, co- that have come out of out of Tucson. and Two more you know, and, and some that have gone to other places. You know, Blake well, Martinez went to South Point. Right, you know, right. John Volpe went to uh, Stanford. John Volpe went to, you know, went to Stanford. Right. Uh, you've, had, you've had some kids that have gone to to other schools and well you've seen so, that more and more now yeah and while well, we're seeing it a lot this yeah. year oregon is just coming and plucking out all the best players out of yeah. arizona right now well it's and good for uh, arizona and arizona state are getting left in the dust right now well it's good for uh, Alyssa and good for yeah good, good for those two guys good for the local kids to be recognized uh, uh nationally i'm mean, not nationally statewide because a lot of times you know the the local the guys down in down south over here don't get the recognition Great show today, Jay. I'll see you Monday. Another good show. We'll be here Monday. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tom. We'll take a break here on 1030 The Voice. See Everybody have a great weekend.